0: What I wanted to talk about this morning uh, is just something, as I was pondering the last few days, um, is this thing called, He's in the waiting. Um, we were away just last week. We were over in England, and uh, we went to a Christian youth festival called Soul Survivor. It's uh, where, in many ways, I began my journey. It was hugely significant in my life. <coughs> it's actually where Chantel and I met And uh, through the ministry of this youth festival, Soul Survivor, has had a deeply profound effect on thousands of people's lives worldwide. And uh, its vision, its values, the way they do things, uh, their paw prints, their fingerprints are all over our church, all over our church. Uh, We enjoyed so many times just engaging in intimate worship, fresh songs. As we ourselves gathered together with thousands, as 8,000 young people, um, we went as a family together and we just enjoyed just sweet moments of intimacy with Jesus as we worship the Lord. The teaching was incredible, relevant, biblical teaching which is applicable to our lives, helps shape the way we think, the way that we choose to live out our lives Um, Our youngest daughter, Hope, uh, who's only 10, she was meant to be in a a program separate for her age group, but it was just, she came with us because she was mature and wanted to be with the grown-up children and us. And uh, she would sit there with a notepad and pen and take notes of the sermon. It was unbelievable. I I can't believe that she takes after me in such a... (laughs) such such a way (laughs) (laughs) you know that's not true Um, but she just loved it she was coming out of these sermons listening just going that was the best thing I've ever heard and thought nothing of sitting through 40 minutes of teaching and she took notes to the point where we're on the boat coming back from Cairn Ryan and I'm thinking boys I've got to plan a sermon for Sunday I'm under pressure (laughs) it's so cheeky I said darling would you like to speak on Sunday morning? <laughs> <laughs> and she was really open to it, wasn't she? She was really kind of, oh, maybe I could do that. And I'm thinking, please, please, that would be great. But she's not here, so you've got me instead. And then just ministry. Ministry, uh, we can use, in, uh, it can mean different things within church life and being a follower of Jesus. But ministry, uh, for us, meaning ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit, where people... Uh, respond to what God is doing and what God is saying, and allowing and inviting the presence of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, to come and to minister deeply to ourselves. And there were many times when uh, hundreds of people became Christians, but hundreds of people were just going to the front saying, God, I need you. I need you to come and set me free. I need you to come and bring healing to me. I need you to come and remove this anxiety that I feel. I need you to come to empower me with the presence of God so that as I go back to my family, as I go back to my school or my university or wherever it may be, I need you to come and give me the Holy Spirit in such a way that I can be your witness in those places. And we just loved being a part of that. We just loved uh, going and seeing old friends. And uh, as we kind of were on our journey home, I just felt like the Lord um, say to me to spend just a bit of time, 15 minutes probably, just speaking about uh, that line that we sing from a song, and it's, He's in the waiting. It comes from a song uh, called Take Courage, and the word simply of the chorus is this, so take courage, my heart, stay steadfast my soul, he's in the waiting, he's in the waiting, hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds, he's never failing, he's never failing and as followers of Jesus, this is one of the most profound principles that we learn as we journey together with him, we have a longing for something, we desperately want our circumstances to change We're praying our best prayers, sometimes for years. We're holding on to the promises of God. We just want God to come through for us. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're longing for God to move, to answer our prayers. And very often, the prayers that we're praying, they're good prayers. The things that we're longing for are actually good things, and the things that God has actually given us. thats not the intention or what it is that we're seeking for or longing for that's wrong in any way, shape, or form. But very often, those of us who've been around the block for some time, we know that it takes time, and it takes time, and it's in that place of waiting that I want us to think about uh, this morning. For those of us who have been around the block a little bit, a little less, uh, shorter in the tooth maybe, it's about God's timing. We often say, don't we, oh, it's in God's timing. God will do it. And sometimes when you're in that place of waiting, that's the last thing you want to hear, isn't it? It's like, oh, just just hold on. It's all in God's time and all the rest. You just want to punch them on the nose when they say that to you. But it's like, just hold on. He's in the waiting. want to use um, very well-known stories from Acts. We're looking at Acts chapter 1 and 2. Just going to read a few verses and use it just as a slight bit of biblical context to help us to understand what god is inviting us into in the waiting and what god does in us as we wait for him we where uh, acts 1 verses 4 to 8 uh, the context behind this is jesus has risen from the dead he has uh, spent uh, a number of days up to 40 days before he ascends to be with the father again and he says this on one occasion While he was eating with them, he gave this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Do not leave this place. Don't go anywhere. Don't go north fishing again, Peter and the gang. Stay in Jerusalem and wait. For the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses to all the different geographical places. It's really helpful, our wonderful bit of machinery next door, but let's try and tune in. Jesus uh, has appeared to his disciples for a period of 40 days. He's about to go. And he's saying, guys, wait. Wait in this place. Wait for the Holy Spirit who is going to come. And they're asking, God, Jesus, when are you going to return? And he says, it's not for you to know the dates or the times, but just wait. Just trust me. Jesus ascends and the disciples watch. And Jesus is so kind, he's so gracious, he sends two angels to the disciples who are, you can imagine, can't you, who are looking up to the sky, looking up to the clouds, and he's gone. And in that moment, sends two angels to the disciples who simply says this, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking to the sky? This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. And for us, very often as followers of Jesus, when we're in that place of waiting, it's allowing God to speak to us, sometimes through angels, sometimes through our dreams, sometimes simply by waiting upon him, sometimes through other people, other members within the body of Christ. Very often through the scriptures as we read them. God speaks to us and he reveals himself to us in that place of waiting. So to begin with, part of the journey, what is our response in the waiting? It's to be an open vessel. It is to seek his face and to position and posture our lives in such a way as we can receive his guidance and to hear his still, small voice. We, as a church, corporately, uh, have been waiting for a number of things. I want to touch on two or three of them right now. Uh, One of them is now. The summer is passing. We're waiting for this new season. The new season will begin for us shortly. And we're so excited about what the Lord wants to do in us and what the Lord wants to do through us. Um, We have mentioned uh, a number of weeks ago about a, a new building which we've been longing for, which we've been striving towards. And uh, we'd, hoped, we'd hoped to be in this new building by now, but we're not there. And that's part of the tension. It's part of the frustration of waiting, of waiting, of waiting. Um, I want to update you with it briefly, um, just give you a bit of information, a bit of insight into it, and, uh, and, and invite you to pray along with us, for us. This building is, uh, is, is not to replace what we do and where we meet here on Sundays. This is a uh, midweek building, a community building. It allows us to uh, have groups. It allows us potentially to do a, a Sunday evening gathering. It uh, allows us to do uh, Friday church. It allows our young people and our TOTS program and a number of different things. And it also uh, would be uh, a new place for us to relocate our offices. For those of you who are Carrick people, you'll know the building. It's the old Cater's building um, on Irish Quarter West, East? West. Um, It's uh, otherwise known as, well, it's not known as Chippy Row, is it? But it's got loads of fast food restaurants along it. It's beside the Gasworks. It's beside YMCA. And it's on that road there. It is a two-story building. Uh, it has four large meeting rooms. It has another meeting room. It has, it's been completely refurbished. It's in great nick. And uh, we, uh, just in the process of, uh, we're applying for two things, really. One is through planning permission. We need a change of use for the building. And, uh, and also through building control as well. It's good to go as a building. We could move in tomorrow. We have uh, negotiated um, costings uh, as a board. We have sat, we have looked at the figures. We think that this is a good move, uh, a relevant move for us. It allows us to grow into the new season, uh, into the things that God has for us. Uh, We just have these hurdles of um, building and planning. It is a designated building for a shop and storage right now. And uh, we want to do everything that's right and above board to ensure that we're doing the right things. And so that's that. We're just in the beginning of the process, in the beginning. We're we're in the middle of the process. If you have questions surrounding that, please come talk to me. Come talk to Steve um, or Ivan Skinner or Laura Farrell, who are on our board, and they will gladly help to uh, answer any questions that you have. Anything I'm missing quickly on that? Steve, no? Okay, so that's that with regards to a building. I'm not going to be 15 minutes. I'm just telling you that now. It's going to be longer. Um, We're we're planting a new church. We're not planting, but uh, our dear friends, uh, Andy and Andrea, are planting October the 10th. It'll be a Wednesday night. Uh, It'll be meeting in Larn. Can I say where? I can't say where. It is going to be in Larn (laughs) somewhere to be revealed, you know, that's incredibly exciting. For these guys, they've been probably feeling the, uh, the, the the effect of pregnancy to a certain degree, where they're just, God has given them something, entrusted something to them. It's been a long time of waiting, of waiting, of process, of planning. And uh, we're so excited that in a number of weeks, that will begin, that will begin stepping into the thing that they have been working towards. Uh, I want to just update you with uh, something that's really quite exciting that we agreed about three weeks ago. Uh, We're calling it Meetup Mondays. Uh, The first four Mondays in September at 11 o'clock at uh, Oni's Pub, uh, together with ourselves and uh, Oni's Pub in partnership together in partnership with the uh, Resource uh, Relationship Center, in partnership with Seeds. You've met Anne, um, who runs a fantastic charity called Seeds uh, within our local community, in partnership with Fergus Community Church, uh, in partnership with uh, a Facebook group called Positive Fergus which many of you will have clicked on. That's where we kind of got wind of the idea. In partnership, I heard only yesterday that Some folks from the Catholic Church are wanting to be a part of this. It's simply 11 o'clock in Oni's Pub for anyone in our community that wants to gather together, have tea, coffee and a scone and gather together and create community. We're trying to gather folks in our community that just want a place to meet, a friendly face to gather for those who may be on the fringe in, in one way or the other and it's just to gather and see what comes of it. So excited that we'd be a partner in that. So excited that it's working with people in business. So excited about, you know, just partnering and seeing what the Lord might do together. But, folks, we're longing for more. We're longing to see more salvation. For God to open the doors regarding uh, things to do with loneliness and mental health within our. Uh, town. We're longing to see God move in amongst um, paramilitary organizations within our town. We're longing to see all people placed in a family, that people would be set free. We're longing to see the power of God bring about greater uh, healing, both physical, mental, emotional, spiritual uh, well-being. But what does this look for us personally in terms of how does it apply? How does he's in the waiting apply to us personally? You're kind of thinking, okay, that's exciting for us corporately, but how does it actually affect me personally? I don't know what it is that you're longing for. I don't know what it is that you're praying for. I don't know what it is that you're expecting uh, for God to come through in. But the big questions that we need to ask ourselves in this is, what do we do while we wait? And what is he doing in us as we wait? Back to the script. The apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they were upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Tom, all of them except one. Uh, they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The disciples stop gazing with their heads in the clouds and they return to Jerusalem and they spend their time together, and that's important. We do this together and they spend their time in prayer, waiting upon the Lord, waiting for Him to move, waiting. It's often in our waiting that God is preparing us for what's next. i say it again. It's often in our waiting that God is preparing and doing something deeply profound in us for the next season. And he often needs to work in us first before we step into the thing that God's promised us. He needs to do the greatest heart surgery deep within us before we get to that which he's promised and entrusted to us Peter we don't exactly know what happened to him between his denial three times before the cross and the 50 days after the resurrection when he stands up and he addresses the crowd at Pentecost and 3,000 people get saved and Peter the rock The God-given destiny that Jesus spoke about him and his life, apart from the reinstatement of Peter in John 21 and the other times when Jesus would have spent time with him in those 40 days, we don't exactly know. But what we do know is Peter was a different man at Pentecost than he was before the cross. And the Peter that we read about throughout the Acts of the Apostles and the Peter that we read about through his letters is a different Peter to the Peter that we read about in the Gospels. And something deeply profound has taken place in that time. In that time of waiting and in that time of preparation. And very often in the season of waiting, God does his most deep, profound work in us some of you who've been part of our church for some time now you've heard me say university for me was not a great season three years of study well we studied a bit over those three years I had lots of time by myself I was incredibly lonely and all I wanted to do was be back with my friends at Soul Survivor doing the kingdom stuff I had a lot of time by myself in my room listening to worship music, reading my Bible and praying. And in that place, God did some of the most deep stuff in me on my own, actually. I know I've said that we do this together and we do stuff together, right? But it was just me and him waiting upon the Lord, waiting upon the Lord. And I cannot begin to measure uh, how significant that time actually was even though it wasn't a great, it didn't at the time did not feel a great time. Andy and Andrea um, are going to plant and uh, we've chatted hours of stuff over time in preparation and the best advice I feel like we're giving them is this, we're the project. So they're about to embark on an incredible journey with every expectation, excitement that God's going to do the kingdom stuff. People will gather. Their their obedience to what the Father is saying is beginning to step into their God-given destiny of what He's made them for. There will be people that are praying right now in that area. They begin to be part of the answer to their prayers. But we're the project. He is much more interested in us, in us, than what we do. And we can relate the same thing to each and every one of us. It's often through pain, it's often through struggling, it's often in our weaknesses that Jesus does the most deeply profound work. The writer of the Hebrews says this, God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. He's in the waiting. And perhaps Jesus is inviting you during the, the seasons of waiting to some sweetly intimate moments where even though It may feel dark. It may feel difficult. There are some sweet moments when Jesus wants to speak to you and come through for you. You've just been outbid on eBay, by the way. (laughs) I know that. Maybe someone's bid on what you're selling. Who knows? Uh, the last number of weeks, for me, have been quite difficult in a number of ways, and I've been wrestling through some stuff, and uh, about, uh, you know, a week ago, 10 days ago, I, I went to see uh, my overseer, I guess, uh, his name's Andy Smith, he's uh, the pastor at Belfast City Vineyard, and we had a coffee and we chatted through some things together, and he said this to me, he said, you know, do you, do you practice um, just silence and solitude? And I'm like, oh man, because I know that's the thing God has been leading me into, silence and solitude. We're actually going to teach on it some more in this next season, the practice, the discipline of, the spiritual discipline of being by ourselves in silence, waiting before the Lord. And I just know for quite some time, God's been pressing that upon me as a, this is a good thing to do. This is a tool. This is an avenue. This is a way for you, for me to speak to you, Paul. And I, I said, mate, I don't really know, but I, I, I know that God's been telling me I should. And he's like, why don't you? And I said, I'm afraid of what he'll say to me. And he said something to me, he's like, but you might also be pleasantly surprised as to what he might say to you. And I was like, all right, yeah, that gives different perspective. So I guess just for the last number of days, that's been one of the things I've been trying to just spend some time in just being still and just listening instead of filling it with my own stuff and my own prayers and my own worries and my own this, that, the others. And just let him speak because he's in the waiting and because he cares and because he wants to draw near. But he can only draw near when we choose to posture our lives that we would also draw near to. Chapter 2 of Acts is Pentecost. They're all gathered in one place, 10 days of waiting in Jerusalem, and suddenly, the Holy Spirit comes. They've been waiting patiently. They've been prayerful. They've been gathered together, waiting, waiting, obedient to what God, to what Jesus had told them, and suddenly, the Holy Spirit comes. He's in the waiting. So, question as we end. Instead of praying or hoping or manipulating even the thing that you're longing for most, how about we have a change of perspective and begin to ask the Lord, what is it that you're wanting to do in me right now? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What is it that you're wanting to speak to me through the waiting rather than the thing that I'm wanting, the thing that I'm longing for? What is it today, God, that you're wanting to do?